0: You're listening to A Date with Data, with your host, Amy Bitterman. Hey, it's Amy, and I'm so excited to be hosting A Date with Data. I'll be chatting with state and district special education staff who, just like you, are dealing with IDEA data every day. A Date with Data is brought to you by the IDEA Data Center. So welcome. Today I am joined by Barbara Mazza. Education Associate with Exceptional Children Resources, and Marianne Michowski, Director of Exceptional Children Resources, and they're both with the Delaware Department of Education. We also have Medra Soret, Executive Director of the Parent Information Center of Delaware, Inc. Marianne, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do?
1: I am the uh, Director of Exceptional Children Resources at the uh, Delaware Department of Education. I have been in this role for 11, going on 12 years, and um, I lead the state um, in implementing IDEA.
0: Thank you. How about you, Barb?
1: Um,
2: my name is Barbara Mazza, and I'm an Education Associate and work underneath Mary Ann Michkowski. And um, one of the responsibilities I have is to work with our annual performance report where we report out on our progress on how we're educating students with disabilities. And um, one of my passions as well as a focus is um, works looks at parent engagement and stakeholder engagement and making sure that people feel comfortable coming to the table.
0: Awesome, thank you. And Medra, share a little about yourself.
3: Sure. My name is Mitra Soretta. I'm the Executive Director of Parent Information Center of Delaware and we are the uh, PTI or Parent Training and Information Center um, for the state of Delaware um, as defined under IDEA um, and so as many of you know IDEA requires every state to have a PTI or Parent Training and Information Center that focuses on providing support to uh, parents of children with disabilities or special needs. PICS serves as the PTI. I've been with the organization going on 13 years. And I'm also the parent of three children, one of of whom has special needs.
0: Okay, thank you all. We know the relationship between the state and the Parent Center is really so critical for many facets of what both of the organizations do, but especially to help engage and facilitate that family involvement. Marianne, can you tell us about how um, you with the SEA and the Parent Center really collaborate in Delaware?
1: Yes, um, as you know, Delaware is a very small state. So People within the state of Delaware know each other. Our relationship from the Department of Ed goes back beyond 20 years um, with Parent Information Center because there was a close relationship between the director then, Marianne Agazanian, and the special ed directors from um, the Department of Ed. I um, left the department at that time 20 years ago and became a state uh, LEA director um, and continued that close relationship with parent information center as I um, engaged on the ground with parents in an LEA. So that relationship was forged back then. As I became the state director of special education 11 years ago, I continued that relationship and have built an even stronger relationship with NIDRA.
0: Wow, so you've been working together for a really long time and seem like you have an established strong partnership in place, which is wonderful. And it would be fantastic to hear some of the ways that you were able to establish that relationship, ways that you could recommend to other states and parent centers to really build those connections with each other? Marianne, do you wanna start us off?
1: Well, I I can begin by saying um, we meet And meeting face-to-face is a very important um, strategy, I believe. Um, We meet on our territory, our turf at the department, and we also meet on MEDRA's territory at Parent Information Center. It doesn't um, have to be um, one or the other. Uh, we we meet when when we and when and where we feel necessary but we've really tried to build that relationship um bringing uh parent information center into all of our conversations at the department regarding our indicators and where parents really need to be involved Um, we find points of intersection between the two of us um, Mitra is a great thinker of how parents can be involved. And I believe I, I, I call Mitra up to say, we, we have this issue, we really want the parent voice as we begin this work. So that, that relationship of just picking up the phone, texting, meeting in person is a very important strategy.
3: I just wanna add to that, understanding each other's role in our work and that relationship has really been critical. Our work has been intentional. And so um, our relationship, what has really driven our work and the activities and why it's been, um, we've seen some, seen success is that, you know, Marianne is able to reach out to me at any time. We have uh, open communication. She can, when she mentions text, We actually and often text each other um, at night, on the weekends, if there's an issue that comes up, if there um, is um, an event or if there's an opportunity to engage or meet with families, we are always thinking in terms of that common goal and how we can work in partnership to do that. Um, So the relationship between our organizations but also personally as professionals has been critical um, to, to to our work and supporting families.
0: Thanks. That's amazing. And it sounds like it's it's throughout the year, in all areas that you're connecting and collaborating, not just maybe around indicator eight or around stakeholder engagement for the APR, but it's just across the board maintaining those connections and and communication. Absolutely. Can you tell me how you've been able to engage families in the SPPAPR process meaningfully, especially the families that are harder to reach and, and diverse families? I think, Medra, did you wanna start off?
1: Sure,
3: so um, one thing I have to mention is that um, in, our, in our roles, um, and, and in our role as a PTI, um, one of our goals is to reach those hard to reach families um, and, and underserved families. And the department has been really intentional about how do we how are we intentional in reaching those families. So some of the things that were, were, were really important to me, and then as Mitch and I, have Marianne and I have had these conversations, the department, her staff and I have had conversations. It was very um, clear that we were authentically engaging families, that this was not just an opportunity to, as you mentioned earlier, to check a box because it's a specific need or it's required or an indicator, but it's really important to, to this work is really important. what drives this work is the, the input um, from our families. And we have to find ways to get to those families to get this information in order to get their feedback. Added to that also equally important is that um, in order to build, to get that feedback from our stakeholders, we have to build relationships with them. And so we this cannot be a one-stop shop. It has to be um, multiple opportunities where we are intentional about reaching families. So through APR work and our role, We wanted to be intentional about providing multiple opportunities for families to get this information. Um, There was a one-page summary that was developed by the department that was shared on our website. We also partnered to offer um, lunch and learn sessions that were available both during the day and in the evening to accommodate the schedules of families, but they were also available on demand and in multiple languages so that families could have access to them at all hours of the night. We understand that some families um, are, are maybe up at night and, and want to access this information and provide feedback. Um, during those sessions, there was also an opportunity to click on us to complete a survey to answer questions. And it was there were um, a few questions to to get that solicit that feedback from from families as well. And I will also add um, what we also identified in this process um, and we've had these ongoing discussions in our work is that we there's background information that parents need that families need that stakeholders need in order to provide meaningful information and so we've also began to explore and to discuss, okay, what are other opportunities or other means to make sure that this is ongoing? We are, we provide an ongoing, ongoing opportunities to get this information to families. And so we utilize our other stakeholder groups. We work in partnership with our um, state advisory panel, um, with our um, parent councils, district parent councils in the state, so that families are hearing this information not only through the department, not only through PIC, but also through um, other stakeholders and other organizations and our families um, as well, and providing multiple opportunities for them to, to learn. Um, uh, more about the the information and provide meaningful input.
0: Great, so really trying to get the families where they're at and be as accommodating as possible to really meet their needs and busy schedules. Absolutely. Barbara, did you have anything to add?
2: Um, Yes, in addition to the great work that um, we did through the Lunch and Learns with Major and her team, We wanted to make sure that we extended the reach as far as possible, so we utilized our website at the Department of Education to create a separate page for the um, SPPAPR input from all stakeholders, but especially parents, um, so that they could access it there also. And we worked with Parent Information Center to make sure, and our internal um, communication folks to make sure that the information that was there was parent friendly so that they could understand the big picture of what the SPP APR was and then specifically what the indicators um, were about what did they mean how do they connect to what parents are looking for in their students education so each indicator had an overview that was um, geared toward parents and there were there was information about the Targets and how we would set targets for the future, and look for growth in student progress. And then there was a link where they could click on and provide input into not just the targets but also improvement activities. What should we be doing to get to our targets? And all the content was um, translated into Spanish and Haitian Creole, so it was available in three languages. And um, Parent Information Center posted it on their website for the for the link and our own Department of Education um, sent out the information via social media using um, Facebook and Twitter, as well as existing newsletters and other community communication tools that we had so that we could reach parents even further.
0: Wow, there's been so much great work going on, and that leads me to my next question, which is what are you planning for the future? How will you continue to engage families and and build their capacity, especially around those improvement strategies and progress evaluation, like you mentioned?
2: Um, One of the things that we have planned and Medra has been working with us on is, we have made great gains, I think, in engaging parents, but there's more work to be done. And one of the things we identified is there are gonna be parents that may never come to us, so we need to start going to them. So we're gonna be working and making connections with community centers, such as the Boys and Girls Club. Um, We have a Latin American community center in one of our cities, the United Way and other community resources that already work with parents and to engage them in conversations about, is it possible to work with them and work through them to bring parents in to do some focus groups and to really look at um, identifying what are the barriers to parents engaging with the Department of Education, with LEAs, even attending IEP meetings. What are the barriers that keep them from participating so that we can start addressing them? For example, it might be that um, to join a stakeholder group for an indicator, it might be intimidating. And so maybe an outgrowth of that could be that we could meet with parents ahead of time and share the content of the meeting and the agenda and kind of generate some conversation with them on questions they might have and how they could feel comfortable asking them so just different things like that so that we make sure that we provide every opportunity and we make the we create a climate that's inclusive to uh, parents regardless of their educational background their socioeconomic background because they all want the best for their children
0: Absolutely, and I love that tactic of asking what are the barriers because you at the state or even the Parent Center might have in mind, okay, these are what we think the barriers are, but then once you talk to the families, things end up being maybe very different than what you expected. So that sounds like a really great strategy.
3: So I just wanted to add um, to Barb's point that facilitating parent engagement is not a one-stop shop, and I mentioned this earlier. It requires ongoing assessing and reassessing, and we do that. We are really intentional, very intentional about looking at a implementing a process or an activity and assessing if it worked. Reaching out to our stakeholders, soliciting their feedback. Was this effective? Um, this time of day, um, the information that was being provided to you, even down to the to the content in some um, some some aspects do you understand the information that's on the one page or how could we um, update this information or how could we better articulate this information for you? Because in our role as a parent center, we're talking to parents often. Um, And so that's an opportunity to share that information with parents when they contact us. That information is also displayed on our website. We can also articulate that information or connect them to the department. For someone to articulate the information if they have additional questions and so it's been an ongoing process and i think that's important um, for for the audience to know that this is not one activity or one-stop shop there are multiple opportunities um, for ongoing assessment and and changing um the activities or the resources that are going to be provided to families so for example we uh, worked together a few years ago to provide a postcard reminder um, about the parent engagement survey at the student, and this was, would be presented to families or provided to families at the student's IEP meeting to increase the response rate. And it wasn't successful. We thought that this would it was a well thought out plan. We thought that this would be a great opportunity to increase um, the response rate around the, the parent engagement survey, but it was not. And so that was an opportunity for us to come back to the drawing board and to identify um, other ways to continue the work and identify, reassess, and identify other ways to get this information to families. Um, up to and including most recently the um, parent survey and a video that we developed um, in English, Spanish, and Haitian Creole. That was posted um, on our website and social, the department's website, as well as other uh, social media platforms as well. So it's just important to know that it, to to constantly assess and reassess the effectiveness of the tools and the activities, um, the, the the stakeholder engagement and the parent engagement activities, to make sure that they are in in fact effective um, and impactful, and then make changes where necessary.
0: Thanks, Midra. And you all have been talking about some great, I think, successes that you have seen over the years working together. Can you share something that you're especially proud of related to this partnership um, and stakeholder engagement? And I'll start with Marianne.
1: Well, I, I wanna reiterate everything that Medra and Barbara has said. What I'm very proud of is we have enhanced our system, very specific to stakeholder and parent engagement. Um, We've enhanced the system of collecting data and analyzing data. And it goes back to what NIDRA said, we can collect the data, but if we don't analyze it and really see what worked and what didn't work and how we can enhance it even further, it wouldn't be to either of our benefits. But because we're on the same wavelength of thinking, um, it's kind of exciting when we meet together because we're we're um throwing out ideas that of of ways that we can even take this system to a higher level so um we know in our heart of hearts if we identify opportunities for communication and feedback this will um, um result in greater parent engagement and we're proud of the work that we've done this past year in in thinking of ways that we can reach parents even um, greater so as Barb said we created a stakeholder engagement report which um, has every bit of the input and feedback that we received from our stakeholders and it's posted on our website for all to see and it gives us the the uh, basis for moving forward with this analysis and with improvement activities.
3: This is also an opportunity for us to to collect data at all levels of engagement as well on our end. Um, and so then we can utilize this to share, bring provide that feedback to to Marianne and her team to say this is you know, the the data that we were able to provide and and allows us to put our heads together um, to continue the work um, and make improvements, um, continuous improvement on our um, uh, common goals to to serve families and to reach families. I I would also add um, through the lunch and learn meetings that parents had direct access to the Department of Ed staff. And that is um, an excellent opportunity for families to, um, that's not Typical, um, but in our state, I have to say I'm 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 proud that that's something that we have been able to be a part of, and provide that direct access to families. And families have even reported um, the the ease of um, and the level of comfort of being able to just share their concerns. Um, the the how the staff were approachable. Um, that means a lot to families. It, it it makes all the difference, especially in this space when um, we are, um, which is not always a comfortable space for families of children with disabilities or special needs. It's not always a um, uh, it's not always a comfortable space, and so to have that opportunity where families and stakeholders have direct access to the staff, can ask questions, um, where we they're able to provide. Uh, feedback and have that ongoing dialogue is a really, is a really awesome opportunity and proud that we're able to provide that to our families in the state.
0: Great. Well, I'm curious about the lunch and learn meetings. Would you share a little bit more about what those looked like? Were they focused on particular topics or was it more like, you know, parents can drop in and you have Department of Ed staff there to kind of chat, answer questions?
3: So we actually um, held the lunch and learn meetings around the indicators for um, stakeholder feedback, mm-hmm. um, but this is not the first time that we've held uh lunch and learn uh, meetings in other capacities um, for, or for families. So we've held um, focus groups um, where uh, families have been stakeholders have had access to, um, to, to speak with department staff. So it's, it's typically a specific reason um, where it's not just, a drop-in call. It's a specific uh, reason that we're we're soliciting feedback, but again, it's one of many activities to build those ongoing, strengthen those ongoing relationships with families to put a name with a face, and again to have that that dialogue with directs with the staff directly. If there are questions, um, concerns, dispel any myths, whatever the 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 issue may be um that's it's an excellent opportunity for families
0: yeah it sounds like it this is Marianne
1: and I also think that through these lunch and learns we have communicated to families that their voice matters to us that we can't do our work without having uh the relationship with parents and having their voice being heard so we um came to those meetings with that in mind um, so that it was very authentic engagement with them um, to, to express that we, we are, it's very important to solicit their input and feedback.
0: Wonderful. It sounds like a theme throughout this whole conversation and the work you do is really building those strong relationships, whether it's between the state and the parent center, families and, and the state, but gaining trust and showing that you are listening and it's not you know just checking off a box like you said. It's you really want to hear what they have to say and we'll do something with that information to make improvements. Thank you all so much for joining us today and taking part in this conversation. It was such a fascinating dialogue and I know states will be so excited to listen to this and we will pick up on ideas for how states and parent centers can really build stronger partnerships in this work together. To access podcast resources, submit questions related to today's episode, or if you have ideas for future topics, we'd love to hear from you. The links are in the episode content or connect with us via the podcast page on the IDC website at ideadata.org.